interrupt your regularly scheduled programming to bring you some breaking news. There's been reports all over the area of something crazy going on. Something big. People's homes, their minds even, are being taken over by something called... What is it they're calling it? They're calling it Bad Movie Debate. Hello, nerds, and welcome back to Bad Movie Debate with me, Jacob Babb, your host. As you can see from the title of this episode, this is not going to be a standard debate episode, unfortunately. My co-host for the week fell ill the days leading up to our recording day, was still sick, and continued to be sick even after that day, so instead of forcing them to record under not great circumstances, I'm going to just give a quick review of the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. Nope is Jordan Peele's third movie, and in my opinion, his best. Obviously, everyone knows that Get Out is one of the best movies to come out in a while, not only for how scary it was, but the social commentary it was able to address in a subtle, yet not so subtle, but perfectly balanced way. It's amazing. Super good was a firecracker when it hit the industry. Everyone blew up about it. Everyone loved it. Us. People started to get worried. People started to get worried about uh, Jordan Peele and his future in the horror genre. I can understand why they were worried. It definitely wasn't as good as Get Out, but it was still really good compared to a lot of the horror that had been coming out recently, so I'll forgive him for that. Now, Nope, though, is probably the best movie he's put out so far, in my opinion. I just think the tension and the... The way the story plays out is so well-crafted, and this man definitely did his research, but we'll get into that and what I mean about that here in a little bit. But first, as always, as we will always be doing on this show, we're going to go over some Rotten Tomatoes and all that scores. So Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 83 certified fresh by the critics and the audience 68. IMDb is 7.1. Metacritic is 77, and their user score on Metacritic is 6.4. So, pretty evenly spread across those three about everybody's opinion. Critics like it more, users and audience not so much, but still pretty pretty high. So, definitely, definitely worth a watch no matter what. Now, this movie, we get to see the triumphant return of Daniel Kaluuya to Jordan Peele and his messed up mind. We get Kiki Palmer, who's amazing. Steven Yeun, who is incredibly, incredible, incredible, and Brandon Perea in what people are saying are a breakout role, but he was actually in the Netflix show The OA, and he was incredible in that. So this may be his big move into into uh, Hollywood, the big screen off of TV, the small screen, you know, but he's been good for a while, so keep an eye on him for sure. So now, into the movie. Actually, quick sidebar, before we get into the movie, Spoilers, they're going to be happening because Jordan Peele always has social commentary in all three of his movies, or the first two, and now in his third one as well, but to really talk about this movie and talk about that social commentary and how it plays out and how he presents it, there's going to have to be some spoilers along the way. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want anything spoiled until you actually experience it for yourself, which is what I recommend... Go ahead and stop and then come back and listen to this episode later. If you have already seen it or you don't give a fuck and just want to hear my thoughts about it, well, 
let this shit keep rolling then. Here we go. So, we start our story being introduced to the Haywood family. They are horse wranglers near Hollywood who rent out their horses to Hollywood sets so that they can use them in their movies, TV shows, commercials, whatever it is, instead of using CGI. So, you know, a long-standing tradition in Hollywood, trying to use real animals as much as you can um, while still being safe and having people on set who know how to take care of them. So, great. Unfortunately, the father of this family dies under very mysterious circumstances right at the beginning. Pretty terrifying, casual circumstances. The way it is, it's like kind of a casual but like horrifying death. Um, and is even if the you didn't once you find out what really happened, even if this just happened, it would just be terrifying. The way they said it happened at first, it's just like so fucked up. But it's great, and it works really well. Cut to about six months later or so, and you have um. You have OJ, the son. He is trying to keep the family business afloat. He is not as good at it as his father is. He's not much of a talker. He cares about the horses and stuff. So he's struggling a little bit. And then his sister, played by Kiki Palmer, Emerald, are having a hard time really keeping it afloat because she's trying to get away from the horse side of it and the animal side of it. She's trying to be in the industry but do different things and stuff. And that's causing some conflict between the two of them. And because of this, He's not able to keep up with as many horses as he used to be and everything like that. But luckily, there's an amusement park just down the street from their ranch opened by Stephen Yoon's character, Ricky Park, that has a Midwestern, Midwestern, country Western theme to it. So they need horses, right? So he rents out the horses to them and with the agreement that he'll be able to buy them back at some point once they get a little bit back more on their feet. Great. And then if that wasn't bad enough. Weird things start happening. If you've ever seen uh, X-Files or Close Encounters of the Third Kind or literally any other movie um, or TV show that has to do with alien abductions, you've seen this before, what happens at the very beginning. You get your weird power surges where all the lights and the record player specifically in this movie are on and then there's a lull in the power and everything slows down and then it comes right back up in a weird way. The horses outside, they're freaking out. You've seen that a million times. Dogs and cats are always freaking out when the aliens are coming by the house and everything, right? So you start to see that. There's even a weird encounter with some short little creatures hiding around in the barn and stuff. That is very, very good. A uh, very scary moment. But things don't really start to pick up until the family, the Haywoods, realize that they could... They're pretty convinced that they have a UFO. OJ sees a UFO at one point, and they're like, we can make money off of this. We can record this and sell that video and make a bunch of money off of it, right? So that's what they do. And then that introduces us to Brandon Perea's character, Angel. And because he works at the quote-unquote not Best Buy um, and he comes and he sets up all the videos and stuff for him and he seems super into it, which is funny. He's great. He's just, he is, he is really good in this movie. So they set out to try and capture the first high quality video of a UFO so they can sell that and make a bunch of money that way and then keep the family business afloat. 
Now here's where the spoiler comes in. Here's where the big spoiler of the twist of what's going on it uh, comes. So last chance to to dip out now. The movie takes an interesting turn when the the Haywoods realize, find out that the UFO isn't a machine craft that's being piloted by short little gray men. It is a biological creature of some sort. The UFO itself is the alien creature, which is fascinating. And here's where I go back to talking about that research in real world, quote unquote, real world UFOlogy. There is a belief that that might be what UFOs are, that they are themselves, the creatures and stuff like that. So, that's really interesting that he took that direction because nobody has done that before on the big screen. It's always, you know, your typical gray aliens um, or something of the like when you're doing a movie like this. So the fact that he went this route with it is really refreshing. And honestly, as someone who's a huge like alien nerd as myself, it's awesome to see. But then what's even more interesting is the social commentary about that. So now that we know that the UFO is an actual biological creature that is not abducting people to perform like experiments on, it's eating them. It's eating the horses. It's eating the people. And there's some amazingly horrifying sequences that we see that illustrate that very much. Like you, you know what's going on. It's I'll leave it at that, but it's, it's played out phenomenally the way they reveal that information. So for the social commentary, we have Ricky park who owns this little amusement park, Western theme, everything like that. As I spoke of before. And it turns out that Ricky park was on a TV show. It's little TV sitcom back in the day called uh, Gordy which starred Gordy, a real-life chimpanzee. Not a little kid in a costume, a real chimpanzee. And so throughout the movie, as, as this UFO alien being story is playing out, we get cuts back to a day that a horrible tragedy happened on the set of Gordy's show, which Ricky Park uh, starred in when he was a child. This show... This day of shooting, a it's Gordy's birthday, a balloon flies up on the set and pops, and it scares Gordy, and it makes him completely unhinged, the chimpanzee there, and he proceeds to brutally and graphically murder everyone on the set, all the other actors except for Ricky Park. He's able to get away. And how that story plays out is best to be seen, but that's basically the premise of it. Once we when we first meet Ricky Park and they're having the meeting about the um the horse the buying the horses and then being able to buy them back later on and everything, Kiki Palmer's character, Emerald, notices that like, oh hey, you're Ricky Park from Gordy. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll talk about it. Like, I'm definitely not deeply disturbed by it to this day. Ha ha ha. And he shows them a secret room that he has that's attached to his office that has all of this paraphernalia and 
set props from Gordy's show specifically that day. Like there's a shoe with a blood print or like a blood drop on it. And he has it like all like in the shrine of a room and everything. And he talks about people will pay him thousands of dollars to come look at it and stuff. And then he even says specifically that a couple paid him like tens of thousands of dollars to spend the night there. And he makes the joke like, I don't know what they did after I left him alone. But, you know, I mean, $10,000 is $10,000, something to that effect. And it's just so interesting because as we go through the film, like we, we get that early, pretty early on, like what happened. We don't actually see what happens until on the set and how the Gordy show day ended, the day of that tragedy, until later, because we keep flashing back to it throughout the main narrative of the uh, the UFO and the Haywoods. And it's just really interesting because it ties directly into what the Haywoods are trying to do with the biological UFO. They're trying to exploit this animal for profit by taking a video of it and selling it and exploit not just they're not just out there doing a nature documentary you know they're trying to trick it into coming closer to their ranch and like doing all this stuff and potentially hurt it so that they can make money off of it which is exactly what happened with Cordy on Cordy's show Cordy Bur- Gordy's birthday episode so it's just really interesting to see those two narratives juxtaposed against each other with what happened in this small scale set. And then what's happening on this big scale, quote unquote, like real world to them and how they just don't seem to have learned from that, you know? And then like they take good care of their horses and stuff when they have been, you know, renting them out for TV and film production, but they're kind of doing that with that as well they're exploiting these animals for profit so that they can be in the movies they can be in the pictures obviously again they take care of their animals and stuff but once it's this ufo thing they kind of throw that a little bit more out the window and everything and it's like the industry it's like even though they know about the gordy show tragedy and stuff they're still doing it i think the gordy show tragedy stuff is some of the scariest part of the whole movie and just the way that those two narratives, this really small isolated incident and the main story that we're getting tying together really, really well to push that point of cross of like the exploitation of animals for film and TV profit and everything. And there's, I've seen some stuff and heard some stuff, people saying that the Gordy show stuff is stupid and completely irrelevant to the plot. Get back to the UFO and like stuff like that. And it's like, I don't understand how you don't understand how that's completely relevant. It pushes that, that point, that commentary so much harder when you see that and you know that story because the Gordy show tragedy happened decades before. And yet people are still, doing it because come to find out ricky park he's buying those horses to feed to the to the ufo the biological entity ufo as a part of his show and stuff so like he didn't learn anything from it even though he was directly a part of it so it's like it's this whole thing about using animals for our own personal gain without considering how dangerous that can be for the animals and us 
And the way that it's played out like that is very interesting. And then I won't tell you exactly how the whole movie ends and everything, but that point is driven till the very end. And Jordan Peele does a very good job of making a truly terrifying and creepy movie while also driving that point, like just nailing that point on the head perfectly, awesomely. Like he just, he, he crushes it again, as he always does. It just, it just works really, really well. And obviously, of course, like all of the acting is incredible. He knows how to direct people, direct actors, and everybody just does an outstanding performance. And it just, it just, it is what it is. It's the best movie he's done so far. So, you know, I reckon that's just about everything I have to say about it. It's a great suspenseful movie that takes some very interesting twists and turns and has a big epic sci-fi of an ending that I won't go into because you got to see that part. Knowing that the, that the UFO is a living biological entity. Yeah, that was a big twist for me. But again, I'm a UFO nerd, so I was freaking out that somebody was finally doing it. But the way it ends and like that whole, it's a very huge cinematic sequences at the end in the third act that are just awesome and work so well and i can't wait to see what he's gonna do after this i hope he uh apparently i was just seeing that um there may be some more nope stories like he may kind of keep the nope story going a little bit and i really hope he does because this one this one's just amazing it's just so good so good so that's it from me you know if you've seen the movie let me know what y'all think and uh if you don't like it, well, okay, that's fine. I just really enjoyed it. And like I said, I wanted to give you guys some content. Didn't want to leave you hanging for an extra week. So hopefully next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. I'll have that next debate ready to go for you guys. And then we'll have them coming out pretty regularly from there. I'll be doing more of these uh, reviews on uh, newer movies and stuff. Maybe even talk about some older things that I like and just want to give across. So just in case there's any hiccups of uh, scheduling or trying to record with uh, for the actual debates and stuff like that. So don't worry, guys. I'm going to try to keep constantly, consistently putting out stuff for everybody to enjoy um, one way or another. But obviously, we'll be getting back to the, uh, the debates the next time. And... Uh, be sure to follow on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Bad Movie Debate on both. All one word, all lowercase, no underscore, no dashes, no none of that nonsense. Bad Movie Debate. And uh, keep there for updates on uh, on shows and polls and everything. So uh, And let me know what y'all think about what movies we talk about. And let me know what you think about this movie specifically. Again, I think it's the best one he's done so far, and I'm excited to see more. And that's that. Y'all have a good one, and we'll see y'all next time here on Bad Movie Debate.